0: This podcast is a part of Europod, the first network of podcasts on Europe. Politics, economics, culture. Search for Europod on your browser or directly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and all listening platforms. Europod. Europe at your ears.
1: Youths in politics are not future leaders, but they are current leaders of our generation.
2: We're not only the future, we're also the present.
1: What young people can do for political parties, what political parties can do for young people.
2: Local Leaders for Europe, a podcast from the European Committee of the Regions.
0: What if I told you that the future of Europe may be decided in the next two years? Hundreds of conferences and events that will be organized across the Union. The whole thing will go under the name of the Conference on the Future of Europe. I know that this sounds like a blockbuster, but some people have really concrete ideas on how it should work.
1: So I think the biggest challenge is going to be how to engage people to participate on this.
0: Elena Bracero, a 30-year-old, is a lawyer and a member of the Liberal Party Ciudad Anos, and a regional deputy in the Assembly of Madrid. She mainly entered politics because she was unhappy with the bipartisan logic of Spain's political system. During her studies, she also went on an Erasmus study abroad program to France, where she kept an eye on what was going on in the EU. Sofia Kircher is a European colleague of Elena. So, to speak. In fact, she is a regional deputy in the parliament of Tyrol in Austria for the Austrian People's Party. She ended up in politics due to a long lasting family tradition which dates back to her grandfather, with whom she would go around posting political posters on so many street corners. Like Elena, Sophia also believes that the Conference on the Future of Europe can make a big difference especially if the conference is able to focus on the topic that she believes embodies the future itself.
2: It's innovation, because I think that we need to get Europe back on track. And therefore, it's crucial to improve the business environment and to foster innovation, to speed up digital transformation and to strengthen also the role of education as a key to success. But it's not only a
0: question about what we debate. It is also about who is debating the future of
1: Europe. For me, it's essential to get to young people as uh, young people are the ones who have to build the the future. Listening to Elena, everything sounds
0: easy peasy, but the devil is in the details. How do we
1: reach the youth of Europe? I think we have to reach out to them where they are, and they are mainly on the internet and on social media. Elena and Sofia share the same views. Today, the internet is the place for
0: political debates. That's particularly true in the current context of COVID 19. Indeed, Elena and Sophia are already joining online debates with other young leaders across Europe through the Young Elected Politicians Program. The YEPS is a European Committee of the Regions program for exchanges among local leaders.
2: I like the idea that young European politicians get the chance to work in the committee or to be part in the whole
1: decision-making process. Alana agrees. Well, I feel it's really important because I don't hear almost anything about how they manage things in other countries. So I think it would be really enriching to get to know what they do in other regions and we can exchange best practices.
0: Who knows if YEPS will also provide best practices to involve citizens on the ground in the Conference on the Future of Europe? Because, I don't know how you feel about this, but sometimes it's so hard to talk about the European Union to citizens living next door. This is how Elena deals with it.
1: I'm very active on social media, so I engage daily with my followers on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. I talk to associations, I convey their problems to the assembly. I know, I know. Some of you might argue that this is
0: just social media. But Elena entered the Regional Assembly of Madrid only six months ago. And she didn't really have time to implement concrete projects dealing with democratization yet.
1: Still, she has bold ideas. I've always thought that, for example, implementing local or regional referendums, giving the people the possibility to decide on what they want to spend the taxpayer money, it would be a good thing, for example, if we have in the region of Madrid 6 million euros available for a new project, I would do a referendum and ask, what do you prefer a new modern school, a new sports center, uh, a bike lane. So far, so good.
0: For what concerns democratization? But what about discussing Europe on the ground? In Austria, some initiatives have been ongoing for a while.
2: In Austria, we have this project of Mayors and local councillors who are responsible for European affairs in their city where they live. And they try to inform people about the European Union, the decision-making process and also decisions that are implemented at the local level. And I really like this project.
0: Yet as self-critical and forward-looking as Sofia is, something is still missing.
2: What is missing to me is that there is not the other way around. So if people in a region complain about things or in a city, sometimes this link is missing. Who tells the things that people are aware of and don't like? Fair enough.
0: Therefore, it is as if democratization is happening on the ground, but mostly enshrined in local governance processes. What is missing is the link between democratic practices and the European level. Along with innovation... This is also something that the Conference on the Future of Europe should focus on. Young leaders who are part of the YEPS program are ready to make it happen.
2: If you want to learn more about the YEPS program or the work of the European Committee of the Regions, you can visit our website www.cor.europa.eu. You can find this podcast on the website of the COR, on the Europod network, and on all major streaming platforms.